0: Welcome to the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, where my twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here, On the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast, where my twin brother and I share our thoughts, provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to master speaking and communication so that they can maximize their influence and their impact. So I'm so excited to be doing another episode with my twin brother, Dan. Today, we've got an interesting topic, Dan. We've got a topic, and it is how to begin a speech. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to look at 10 different ways. And I'm sure there are many, many ways out there, but we're only going to talk about 10. But 10 different ways we can begin a speech. So I believe you're opening can determine how well you're going to deliver your entire presentation. And it really sets the tune or the stage for what you're about to do. So let's go ahead and dig on in 10 ways you could begin your speech. Dave, I bet right now there's a lot of people who've um, been to lots of conferences. They've probably been to a lot of training sessions and each speaker began differently yeah they're going to be some that will get you excited with their opening they're going to be some that ask you why why did you say that to be in the speech i mean between you and i we've probably been to thousands of conferences we we spoke at hundreds of conferences Uh, what are some of the ways that you've heard speakers open up and does it really make sense Dan, that's a great question and i'll tell you this as as many conferences and workshops i've been to i'll tell you the very beginning can mean everything it could be a successful presentation it could be a disaster and a lot of it is from the beginning and in the ten ways and I mentioned this earlier and you're right there are different strategies different techniques I think it really depends on the person their personality their batting stance is something you're gonna hear me say from time to time through the throughout these podcast episodes but your batting stance is important what's gonna be comfortable for you what's gonna fit your personality but also your audience keeping them in mind and why that's important but here are the 10 that I want us to look at, and we're digging into this, Dan, if that's all right with you. Uh, number one, we're going to begin with a question. I've seen some great, great presenters start off with a question, a thought-provoking question and make you go, hmm, they got you with that hook, and then they went into their presentation. Uh, the second thing, a fact. Fact, statistics, something that's going to shock you. Uh, the third thing they can do is start with a story. All of our great storytellers out there, they're masters at putting a story in the very beginning of their presentation. It's as simple as once upon a time, or, you know, these are ways that you could do it. The fourth thing I've heard was a a joke. Some of us are not stand-up comedians, but we know how to tell a great joke, or maybe a joke to loosen up the audience is a great way to open up that speech. Number five, what if scenarios when you start painting that what if in their minds, you're already getting them to start thinking in a way that you want them to go down this path as you do your presentation. What if? Number six, a powerful statement, a purpose. You've seen this with a lot of CEOs. You've seen this with presidents and, and prime ministers of companies. They'll start with a bold statement and it'll be something as powerful. It's going to grab your attention. You know, it could be something as simple as we're going to be the country that as has 0% carbon emissions, whatever. Number uh, seven, begin with the way things used to be. Great compare and contrast how far we've come, the strides we made. You'll see that done in the very beginning, comparison. Number uh, eight, begin with a strong emotion. Very feeling here, how you start on stage, the impact you're going to make. Number nine, thank the audience for something, something they've already done. They registered for this conference. Thank you for taking the time to do XYZ. Or thank you for taking the time to read my book ahead of time. These are great ways to get them to feel like they're a part of the success of your presentation. And then number 10, make a big demand. We're going to talk about what that looks like in a moment, but big demand. These are great ways to get your presentation started. Why? Because when someone walks away, the very thing they're going to hold on to usually is going to be the beginning or the opening of your presentation. And it could be the last part, parting words of your presentation. But today we're just going to talk about how you could open your presentation These 10 ways, let's start with the first one, Dan. Yes, uh, as we talk about the first one, thanks, Twin. As we talk about the first one, keep in mind, it also depends on what time you go on stage. If you're the last speaker of the day, if you're the first speaker of the day, if if the room is too hot, Mm -hmm. you might want to begin with a joke. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just sweating like crazy. Something that tells the audience, you're in tune with them, you're in tune with the environment, you're in tune with the room. So right. just remember, if you get up on stage to speak, think about the time of the day, think about the audience, sometimes even the room, what does it look like? So the first point, as Dave stated earlier, let's begin with a question. Did you know that if you complete a public speaking training program, you're 92% more likely to receive a future promotion or increased recognition among your peers? We will be right back after this short break. Today's sponsor is RocketDog.org. RocketDog, we create experiences that change the way people think about your brand. If you're trying to increase your branding, if you're trying to get your website redone, and you want to stand out amongst the rest, go to RocketDog.org. Ask for Danny or ask for Mike, and they'll take good care. Thank you very much, RocketDog. Help everyone to make their brand stand out today. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallup, where cloud meets commerce. Gallup is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, Gallup will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you wanna sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallup. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you wanna include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you wanna make sure you use AppGallup, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallup. GSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. When was the last time you picked your nose? <laughs> it's okay, admit it. I, I, I drive along the freeway all the time and come no, no, a, uh, it come to and I see grown men picking their nose, sometimes women. So and just imagine being in front of the audience and I say to the audience, when was the last time you picked your nose? There might be some laughter,s there might be something, but you know, the thing is, you start off with a question. Right. I love that, Dan. I think it's important to be able to do that. And I, and I love that you ask that question of even about the public speaking course, public speaking training. When you're furthering along your skill set, why have you not, if you're in this audience or you're, you're listening to the podcast, taken on my public speaking course. Come get our course. You're going to see it improve your ability to get that promotion, get that raise. So anyways, enough of that. We're going on to point number two, or the second thing you could do to open up your speech, and that's to begin with a fact. This is a little different. And on my Instagram, I get these little factoids that come on me. But look, listen to this. Mr. Potato Head was the first toy to be advertised on TV. Never thought about it. Never knew it. I just saw it in Toy Story, right? No. Mr. Potato was the first toy. You advertise a lot of different things. Technology, cars, products, services. But it was the actual first toy that was advertised on TV. Here's another fact. Even though... Fruit Loops, the brand Cereal, has different color loops or different color rings. Every single one of those colors actually have the same flavor. Interesting fact. I assume that the five different color rings or the different color rings equated to different flavors. No, they're all the same. It's an illusion of the mind. But those are facts that you can use to get your audience to go, wow, never thought about that or didn't know that. That's a great way to start a speech off. What else do you got, Dan? Uh, The third point is to begin a speech with a story. When we first began the speaking podcast, we told people about our story growing up as twins and growing up as uh, mixed twins, half Asian, half uh, black. And the fact that we competed our whole life. We even went to the same college, the same university so that we can continue to keep competing. And that was our story, our story where we had a chance to speak to other people. So the third point is to begin a speech with a story. Story Storytelling is like the new it in marketing and social media branding. If you go and watch a lot of the Super Bowl commercials or a lot of the different TV shows, you'll start seeing people tell a little bit more about a story, about their background, who they are, what they do, what they're advertising. It's all about telling a story. Give a good example. This is the opening line from John F. Kennedy. He said, we observe today... Not a victory of a party, but a celebration of freedom, symbolizing an end as well as a beginning, signifying renewal as well as change. So you think about John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, some of these great, great leaders that we've had in U.S. history. When they began a speech, they actually started off with telling a story. I mean, think about how people began speeches back back in the day, four scores and seven years ago, or this and this and that. They're, 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 they're telling people about the story and the story gets people involved and want, they want to know what's the next thing that's going to happen. And so right there, when you open up your speech and beginning with the story, people are leaning in, they're being engaged. That's a great way to begin the speech. I love stories, Dan. It's, it's a great way to pull people in. Like you said earlier, I mean, who doesn't love a great story, especially if they're the hero. Exactly. And especially if there's suspense, especially if there's a way at the very end, we all win, right? Yep. We love stories and stories are incredible. And who doesn't love a great story and who of us doesn't know someone in our life that's an incredible storyteller, yep. incredible storyteller. I've heard some people, some speeches, some speakers who are such mastery of telling stories I literally forgot what the whole point of their speech was. I just thought, you remember that story he said? You remember that story she said? That's all I can remember. That's something that's powerful. Let me give you another one here, Dan. We talk about this here. How about this? Beginning the presentation with a joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But these are things that you could do. But but here's what, what i also say. When Dan and I get up, we speak together. It's okay for me to go. I'm the more handsome of the two. <laughs> people, what? what are you talking about? It's funny, not to our wives, because they all, oh, of course, you know, they're going to fight for us, but it's a way to get people to go, oh, wow, it breaks the ice. You this tell people to, to take out the smartphone and, and, and click on, on, on the survey, and, and we'll see what percentage says Dave in the black shirt versus Danny in the green shirt. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Hey, we'll do that next time we speak at a workshop, Dan. We'll, we'll actually do that. And, and it's funny because you want people to be able to have a sense of humor, a laughter that they can relax. Yeah. They could get into the, the whole presentation with you, especially if you're going to talk about something that's really heavy, right? Sometimes it's going to be really, really heavy. A good story with a joke or good joke can help. Now, let me throw out a little caveat here. Not all of us are by nature very funny people. You're not going to get up there and be the next stand up comedian, but you can learn to integrate a good joke and tell it away where people laugh. Yeah, I remember when I used to tell jokes, people say, Dave, you're really not the best at it, but they laugh because it was me and how I said it. And then they would try to correct me on how to tell the joke. <laughs> jokes, humor can be a great way to open up a presentation. I agree with you on that one, Dave. I think sometimes um, when we want to get out there and earn a little bit of trust, it's, it's easy if you make fun of yourself. Yeah. On the stage. And I know, I don't know many people that do that very well. I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest Kevin Hart fan, but he takes his short man statue and he really plays it up. It's it's just hilarious how he does that all the time. But that's another, that's another story. I don't want to get uh, distracted. Point number five, open up your speech. with a what if scenario or an imagine scenario. My kids are watching the, uh, this cartoon's cartoon animal story called the wildcrats all the time. And these two brothers, they're two brothers. They're not twins like David and myself, but they're two brothers, they jump out and they do this and they say, what if, and (laughs) when they say, what if they're trying to get the kids in this mindset of imagining if they were that particular animal living in that particular region of the world and doing these particular activities. So I think it's good. When a speaker gets up, they can put the audience in a position where they think deeply. Imagine Mm. this or what if that, but make sure you follow that what if statement with a pause there. If you start off with a, what if, or imagine if this happened and you go straight into telling the audience, what if, or imagine you did not give them a chance to think about it. So you want to make sure that if you start off with a, what if, give them the chance to think about it. Mm. an example. What if we all decided to start telling each other the truth bluntly? how different would the world be wow. how much would we really trust politicians what would happen if we said what was really on our minds every single day right there i just pause after that whole sentence now the audience needs to think wow is my politician telling me the truth is he or she telling me the truth every single day did my hair really look that bad am i the better looking twin <laughs> These are great what if statements. I love it, Dan. I love it. What if your client can get a 15% increase in their salary by improving their ability to speak? Mm -hmm. I coached a client a little over a year ago, and we talked about techniques and strategies to really go ask for that. And I asked her, I said, what if you went in there with confidence and you did A, B, C, what if you did that and you got the money her thought was well, what if i get there and i don't get any money i said then you're st- you're still in the same position you were before our conversation i said but what if and she went in there she was confident she remembered the three steps we talked about she asked for the money they gave her a raise and she walked out of that meeting thinking what if i would ask for more hmm. okay you don't know what can happen if you don't look at the question what if, and if you could do that in the very beginning of a speech or presentation, wow, it transports your audience to a different place where they actually want to ask that question. What if, then we, let's look at another way here. We, we talk about ways to open a speech and these are all exciting. And that's really what they're meant to be. They're meant to captivate your audience and meant to be exciting, or they're meant to disrupt their thinking to where they can focus on what you're trying to say. So let's look at a powerful statement, a powerful phrase And how do we implement that? How do we overcome when there's not a powerful phrase? And we're talking about opening a speech with something powerful. Here's a thought. COVID, if not controlled, will kill more and more people every day. And if you could throw a number, we talked about facts or stats. Wow, that's powerful. That's making a statement up front that's saying that this can happen and you're doing it with conviction, you're doing it with power. This can happen. And I'll tell you, to me, when you hear a statement like that, when you hear someone start off with that kind of a bang, it makes you stop and think. It really does. And I think that's why it's so powerful. If you can look at a statement that can be made up front, even if it's just an opinion and it's not a fact, but it's a statement. And you say it with conviction, it becomes believable in the minds of the audience. And they start thinking you believe it. We have to believe it. Yep. And this is why it's so important. It could be something as simple as when I stopped eating this in my diet, I shed all this weight. And then people start believing, wow, I got to stop eating that. I didn't have to prove it with science. I didn't have to talk about the medical facts behind it, or statistics behind it, because it may not be there. But the fact that I said it with passion, the fact that I said it with power, it made the audience start to believe it. Now, Dan made this mention earlier, you, you got to be conscious of how credible you're going to be at the end of the day. If you're a subject matter expert or not, you've got to be believable, but you've got to be trustworthy. They might believe you right there, but they may not believe you again. Yeah. So powerful statement can move the audience in the very beginning of a speech. I agree. I think the um, seventh point, so we can, get, we can continue to keep moving, is to begin a speech with the thing, with the way things used to be. Mm. I mean, this is a great example. As you, you mentioned earlier, when you were introducing the points, how to get the audience engaged, how to get them to think. And when you say the way things used to be, you get them to think about the past. Do you, let's just talk a little bit more about the COVID uh, shock statement you brought up earlier. Do you remember before COVID how we used to travel all over the world and as parents, we look forward to sending our kids to school without fear of them getting sick or hurt? Yeah. Right there, right then and there, we use a real situation of what's going on in the environment. And we said, do you remember mm. the way things used to be at this moment, being stuck at home, not being able to go anywhere, practicing social distancing, wearing a mask, People they definitely remember what happened in the past. Yeah. I did two virtual conferences last week where I spoke last week, two virtual conferences, and really I can't see the audience. I, I can only see my computer in the green light and I'm looking right at the light. And so it was easy to come up and, and bring up a statement like that. Hey, do you guys remember when we used to travel and spend $600 or a thousand dollars on a plane ticket, spend $800 for a hotel sit in a conference with a thousand people you don't even know, and then sit down next to somebody, pretend to take a lot of notes because you're interested in your company paper. You go to this conference and now you're sitting here in the conference. You guys remember what that used to be like? Mm. And people are like, what, what is he talking about? And now we get to, I get to give you this presentation in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was one of those things where people are like, wait a minute, what, what? Hey, Oh, Hey, that was kind of fun. Wait a minute. Is that true? So it was a good way to get people going. I love that, Dan. it started making me think about, I hate to say it, but it just the image as you were talking about made me think about the water boy that one scene where Bobby Boucher wasn't at the game, yeah. and the coaches and everybody like, "Do you remember when when Bobby Boucher, Do you remember when?" And then the defensive coordinator was like, bah, 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 "And he's only like, what he's talking about." But the whole boys, do you remember? Yeah. And and I and I was telling my son, I've got a teenager, and he's playing basketball, getting in shape, and I said. I remember that one time I actually beat my brother in a, in a race, right? I didn't want to race him again ever, right? Because I finally won. Do you remember? It's a great way to start. And it's true. We've done it. If you're a parent, you've probably done it. you probably heard it from your parents. When I was your age, this, I didn't have t- cell phones growing up. I didn't have the computer growing up. I, didn't ha- I had to go to the library. I didn't have a Google. I didn't have YouTube you, you, these are things. Do you remember what it was like when you didn't have it? Do you remember what it was like when power went out? Do you remember what it was like when you were roughing it when you went camping? Great way to begin interacting with your clients. I think that's so important. So let, let's go ahead, Dan, if it's okay, we're going to try to breeze through the last few here just right. to kind of make sure we're able to give our audience some time to digest this, to come back for more, because we want our audience to be able to be in tune with it. And I want to thank you guys for that. And as a matter of fact, If you are listening to our podcast and you're listening to this specific episode, if you go to our website, I want you to schedule a free 30-minute consultation, and either myself or my twin, we're going to spend 30 minutes with you, understanding what your strengths and challenges are, and even give you a sense of what you could do to go ahead and begin powerful presentations, powerful speeches, and maybe even present yourself in a way where you can get a better career, better position. Hey, give us 30 minutes. It's free for those of you that are listening to this podcast. So anyways, back to what we are talking about. Dan, I'm getting a little excited here, but let me go ahead and share this. We talked about this. The eighth point begins with emotion. I know this was a little earlier. We talked about the strong statement, but emotion. Let me put it this way. This is going to offend some of you guys in Chicago. If I'm a New York Fan of their style pizza. I take that pizza slice, I fold it, and I eat it. But if I open a statement with, and, and dare if I say this in Chicago, I open a statement with, man, I hate Chicago style pan crust pizza, deep dish pizza. What? You're going to get people just frustrated. If you just came out and said that, I hate deep crust pizza. Man, you're going to get the audience frustrated if they're there, or you're going to get the audience cheering for you if they're in New York. But it's a statement that's made. In a way that's going to evoke emotion, I'm giving another example, man, I just hate them cowboys., <laughs> now, my twenty hour cowboys fans, you say that it breaks my heart like what why How can you say that? Those are fighting words. it's emotion. it's meant to get them going. You don't have to be loud about it. Try this at work. Try it if you're surrounded. And you're in Baltimore, Maryland, like I am. You're surrounded by Ravens fans. And you walk in there and say, Steelers are the better dynasty. You're going to get people <laughs> fired up. Do that in a speech. And you can literally move an audience. You can move a crowd. You'll get them to want to pick sides. And ultimately, what they're going to realize is that the deeper message might be about teamwork or the deeper message might be about a common goal, whatever it might be. But you're going to get them invoked because of that emotion you put in there. We will be right back after this short break. Today's quick sponsor is Live Love Things. Live Love Things allows women executives and stay-at-home moms to declutter their homes once and for all. Why do you keep purging and the clutter keeps coming back? To purge once and for all, and for good, reach out to LiveLoveThanks.com to learn more. Also, watch your free training. If you have any other questions, go to LiveLoveThanks.com. Thank you very much for being a great sponsor. Today we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallup, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallup is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform. Enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallup will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallup. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallup, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallup. Podcast. Thanks, Dave. I think that's pretty awesome that uh, you brought that strong emotion when it comes to the sports season. And hopefully this year we will have sports. Yeah. We do know that some of the Ivy League schools have canceled the all sports for the year. We do know that some Division 3 schools have canceled the all sports for, the, for this fall as well. And so hopefully we can get the rest of sports back. And yeah. uh, I will say, though, if you're a Redskins fan... Uh, If you're Eagles fans uh, or New York, New York Giants fans, go Cowboys. (laughs) Anyway, that's right. The ninth ninth point is to thank the audience for something they have already done. And I love doing this because when we think about being a speaker, sometimes the audience is always receiving all the time. And one of the things we don't do is thank people. I know that when I have conversations with, with my friends, And I have conversations with my coworkers. I have conversations with business partners. If I thank them for the effort they put into the presentation, or I thank them for the proposal, I thank them for purchasing my product, and I go on and on and on about how awesome they are, and I praise them, they're going to be more willing to give me more of their time to allow me to teach, to allow me to speak. So I think when we get up there as a speaker, let's say we're the last speaker of the day, the very last speaker of the day. And the audience is packed. The room is packed. It is filled. There's no seats available. There are people standing in the back. You may say, I would like to thank each and every one of you for staying. It is 4.10 p.m. And I know that a lot of you would like to leave early to beat traffic, to beat the rush hour. But I want to thank you for staying to listen to what we are going to speak about today. So kudos to you for being here. Or for those people that have done surveys throughout the day and they they did surveys, maybe they did it on their smartphone, their tablets. And so you're able to get up and speak and now look at all the results. I would like to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to fill out these surveys. I now have the ammunition I need to go back and tell you X, Y, Z or whatever it may be. So I think it's very important to do that. Yeah. and, And matter of fact, Dan, I've done that in the very beginning of several of my presentations where I'll say, I want to thank all of you for, X or perhaps you read my book ahead of time or my material ahead of time rather. I want to thank you for participating in this workshop. And I want to thank you, whatever. And sometimes we'll even say, Can you go to this app or can you go ahead and download this and fill out this workshop or poll? Right. And then in a spirit of saying thank you, two or three of you are gonna walk out today with this. And it mm-hmm. could be a prize you put underneath their seat. It could be the person who walked in and registered to 20th person, the 50th person, whatever it is, you randomly drew their numbers and you win something. You want to thank them because it gets them to go, wow, that person understands where I'm coming from. They understand where I am. Maybe I am tired and I've been here all day. Or maybe I've had a rough time and I really wanted to be inspired. Or maybe, yes, I do work hard and I'm being acknowledged. Who doesn't love a big thank you? Who doesn't love being appreciated? Who doesn't love it when people say, great job? Okay. This is so vital. And matter of fact, we, we remember in an earlier episode, we talked about the, the, the leadership of having gratitude, you know, what it means to be a speaker and having gratitude, being grateful, that journal. How about the victory journal? How many times are you going to say that? That's powerful. Here's the 10th thing, Dan. Here's the thing that we, we're going to wrap up this section with and this time. And we really want to encourage all of you to chime in, send us your, your thoughts, your topic ideas. We're going to do that. We're going to cover it. But how about if you begin your speech with a demand? Hmm. A call to action should be at the end of the speech, but you could do it in the beginning. Yeah. It could be something as simple as Hey, if you're here today, why don't you all stand up? Everybody go ahead and stand up. And you get people standing up. They're like, Why are we standing up? Why are we standing up? You're getting them to do something. I want you to relax. I want you to stretch. I want you to, I want you to give each other a high five. I remember I was in a sales meeting, and I hate to say this, but to me, it was kind of goofy. But the more we did it, we actually looked forward to it. And it was our weekly sales meeting. And the president of the company would come in, and he said, "I want to begin this time with five minutes. We're going to stretch." And they started giving each other high fives. Pow, 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 pow. I'm like, "Why is he doing this?" Well, it got us going. It got us excited again. It got us revved up, and it got our minds ready to receive whatever the direction or the director uh, d- direction he wanted to give us going forth. You know, what are we going to do? It was a big demand. I want everybody to stand up. I want today. I want to know if, or to raise your hands, how many of you have done this? It's a way to get them involved, to participate, but it's actually a big demand to say, I want to see action right from the very beginning. So Dan, what are some other ways or what what are some thoughts that are things you've heard about speakers who've implemented something like this? I think a lot of times when we, my wife did this thing back in the day with IBM and she went on this sales retreat and the speaker got up and said, I like every single one of you guys." to walk across no shoes, bare feet across all this hot, all these hot coals. I remember that. Didn't say who he was, didn't introduce why we should do what he says. It's just a whole bunch of salespeople around the room. And the guy goes, I want everyone to take off their shoes, take off their socks, roll out the pants, they can walk right across these hot coals. And that was a big demand to ask, uh, what are you going to do? You're looking around, everyone's looking at each other. Who's going to be the first one to step up. Right. So right. that's, that's really, really interesting that that happens. Even the sales thing that you talked about, that was really great. So I just want to tell the audience today, those that listen to the podcast, Dave and I go back and forth. Sometimes we have very serious conversations. Sometimes we have very loose, relaxed conversations. But one of the things that Dave said earlier, and I'm going to say this as well, I just want to thank you guys for attending and listening to the podcast. I also want to thank David for his leadership to put, want to put all this together he's created a, a lot of online courses he's created a speaking program that 100% of it's online you can take the course at your own pace and a lot of the things that he's done was really a, a vision that he's had and he's put into play so i want to thank him for doing that on his on his uh, most of the time on his own dollar to just to make sure that this gets set up so please stay tuned we're going to have a lot more fun i think next episode is going to be hilarious this is going to be the one where we're going to have a really really good time the next episode is non the, what would you call it, Dave, the, the, how not to begin a speech. Is that kind of what how we're talking about speech. now? Yep. Right. It's, we talked about how to begin a speech next week. We're going to, next episode, we're going to talk about how not to begin a speech. So if you want to come out and you want to listen to something, that's going to be pretty funny. You want to listen to this episode coming up next, Dave. Well, we're so glad you guys could join us uh, again. This is Dan and Dave Brown twin speakers twins who like to talk and debate and we do fight a lot but we get along more than anything else i think we complement each other well but it's our desire and our goal for you to become great speakers effective communicators and to be able to use this skill set as you grow as you learn as you become more passionate about it to influence to impact and inspire so join us next time on our next episode thank you again for joining us guys we'll talk to you soon take care Thank you for listening to the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and training. We will see you on the next episode of the DSP Leadership Speaking Podcast. Have a great day.